Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. You may be seated. I'm going to teach on the subject, follow him, follow him. And I don't have an opening scripture, so we'll just get right into it. Follow him. You know, as much as people think that they are independent, think they're doing their own thing, and think that they're going their own way, in reality, really, everybody is following someone or something. Everybody is. The act of following involves much more than just physically following after somebody um, on, on on a path or on a trail, or on the sidewalk, or the street, or whatever. Amos 3 verse 3 said, Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? And the answer is no. After a while, you're not going to be walking with somebody if you don't agree with the direction they're going. If you don't agree with their their ideals, and, and their concepts, and and uh, how they feel about things. After a while, you're going to make a left turn, a right turn, go back the other way. So when I'm following someone, I'm agreeing with them. I'm agreeing with uh, a lot of things about them, or else I wouldn't be following them or walking with them. And when I'm truly following someone, my mind, my heart, and my soul are also following, not just my body, not just, you know, going just, just physically. The word follow uh, in the definition that we're talking about and what the scripture says, in a minute we'll get to that, it it means to engage in as a calling or a way of life. It's not just, you know, a shallow following someone. It also means to copy or imitate somebody. So the question tonight that we, we ask ourselves, you know, who are we imitating? Who are our heroes? You know, people idolize other people, you know, in their lives. There's people that idolize athletes and movie stars, singers, musicians, and all kinds of other celebrities. And, you know, they, they dress like them. They talk like them. You know, they, you know, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a fan, which is short for fanatic, I guess. But, um, you know, but when you get to the place where who are we following? Who are our examples? You know, because um, they, when we ha- lift people up in our lives, uh, they have a huge impact on us. We, we open up ourselves up to them. So who are we allowing to speak into our life? Who are, ha- have we invited into our circle of influence, which means the people that are closest to us, you know, that's, those are questions that we need because we want to be able to say, I'm following him. Amen. Now in the Bible, in the old Testament, uh, we know that the first King of Israel over the entire nation, the United nation of Israel was King Saul. And then after him was King David over the whole nation. Then after him was his son, Solomon. But after Solomon died, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, became the king. And there was a, 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 a servant, uh, a, a very faithful servant of, of Solomon, 
that, whose name was Jeroboam. And once Rehoboam was coronated and became the king, Jeroboam came with a bunch of people, a lot of people in the kingdom, and they asked the king, they said, hey, we will serve you and we'll, we'll put our whole loyalty to you if you will just, you know, because Solomon was a pretty hard king and he taxed them hard. He worked them hard. He did all kinds of things. And so he said, if you'll just, you know, back off a little bit from how your dad ruled, then we will go to the ends of the earth with you. So he said, Rehoboam said, give me three days and I'll come back and tell you my answer. So Rehoboam asked the elders that served his dad, Solomon, what do you think I should do? He said, they, he, they told him, you should listen to them. Your dad was too hard. And it was getting to where they weren't going to be able to, to handle it any much, much longer. And so if you will do what they ask you, they will be loyal to you. He said, okay, thank you very much. Then he went and he asked all of his, you know, I would just say like his college buddies, you know, the guys he grew up with. Hey, what do you guys think, you know? And they said, they, they said, you ought to go out there and tell those guys to go jump in a lake, basically. You should tell them, hey, if you think my dad used a whip, I'm going to use a scorpion's tail. And if you think my dad did this, I'm going to do this, you know, even harder. And so you know what? He took, he allowed the wrong people to speak into his life. He followed the wrong people. He ignored the wise counsel of the elders, and he listened to his buddies and he went three days later and told Jeroboam and the people what his buddies told him. And they said, forget you. And the kingdom was split. I mean, physically, they were still in the boundaries of the promised land. But the 10 northern tribes said, we aren't going to follow you. And only Judah and Benjamin, the two southern tribes, were, were Rehoboam's kingdom. So because Rehoboam followed the wrong advice, and let the wrong people speak into his life, he lost the United Kingdom. And it was divided from then on. And so Jeroboam was crowned the king of the northern uh, uh, um, territory of the ten tribes, and Rehoboam just had the little area of Judah, Jerusalem, and Benjamin. The Bible said, Proverbs 24, 6, For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Amen. So the key is not having a bunch of counselors. Uh, I mean, it's good to hear more than one person's advice, right? But it's not about just getting a bunch of counselors. It's about a getting a bunch of wise counselors, a bunch of counselors that you can trust that'll give you good advice. Amen. But we want to ultimately be followers of God. Amen. And his word. Ephesians 5, 1 said, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now the word followers in this verse is translated as the word imitators in many other versions of the New Testament. So this, this reads like in New King James and in the American Standard Version, in the Revised Standard Version, in the New American Standard Version, and many others. It reads, Be be you imitators of God as dear children, not followers. Amen. Now, to be an imitator, now if you if you just think of that on the on its surface, to be an imitator is not to be a exact carbon copy. That's not what God's asking us. He's not asking us to be a copycat. 
He's not asking us to abandon who we are um, and try to be somebody else. Because we've seen people do that. Have you ever seen someone try so much to be somebody else that they're not, they're not that person and then they're not themselves? They're floating around as, you know, like a no man's land. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that person is already that person. So you can't be that person. And when you try so hard to be that person, then you lose your own identity. You got to be who God asks you to be. Amen. You know, the Bible said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means we are unique from each other. Just as just each snowflake, they might look the same, but there's they say there scientists say there's no snowflake, even a million, billion, trillion of them that come down all over the world every year during this time of the year in the winter. There's no one snowflake same as another snowflake. Amen. And we are unique from each other. We all have different fingerprints. We all have different DNA. We all have, you know, uh, our retinas are different because you can do an eye scan uh, and find that everybody's retina scan uh, pattern is different than everyone else. We all have unique personalities, character traits, talents, and abilities. Amen. And we need to say, God, I want to be who you want me to be, but I want to follow you. I want to imitate you in principles and in the way, in your word and in character traits. I want to be like you, Lord. So how do we follow God? We follow the example that God gave us when he was walking on this earth when he turned 30 years old, he started an earthly ministry. And for three and a half years after that, he gave us an example that we should follow him. Amen. Now, during his earthly ministry, Jesus asked several people before he picked his 12 apostles. And, and, uh, and even later on, he, he asked other people. He, he said these two words, follow me. Matthew 4, verse 18, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Amen. And, and so when, when it comes to, you know, uh, like, yeah, yes, we have to work a job. Yes, we have to make a living. But you know what? Our priority is following him. Amen. I, I'm not going to put my job over God. I'm not, you know, and, you know, God's not asking you, hey, quit your job and just, you know, have a cup on the corner with a, a cardboard sign and just follow me. He didn't ask us to do that. He said, no, he goes, work your job and, and you know, and I'll bless you and, and, and you follow me, you put me first, let's follow him. Matthew 9, 9, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office because Matthew was a tax collector. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Amen. And then another time he came across somebody that said these words to him in Matthew 8, 20, 8, 21. Then another of his disciples said to him, we don't know the name of this disciple, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Amen. And Jesus said to him, 
follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, when you look at that and you listen to that, uh, don't get the idea that Jesus was like this guy's dad just died like, you know, uh, that morning or something. And uh, he needed to go to the funeral. And Jesus said, no, you don't, not, you don't bury your dad. You just follow me. Because that sounds a little callous and sounds a little, you know, like not very nice or whatever. That's not what Jesus was saying. And when you look into this, this man's father was most likely not dead. Amen. Maybe he was elderly. And maybe he was just saying, you know, the Lord was saying, you know, follow me. He was, t- he was if you read up and before this passage, uh, he was talking about, uh, you know, being you know, following him and uh, being his disciple. And so this man said, you know, in other words, he said, you know, my I, I got to keep stay at home and keep, keep an eye on my elderly father or whatever. And, you know, someday he's going to pass and, you know, and, and someday I'll follow you. So, someday I will. And Jesus said, you know what? Follow me. And he said, let the spiritually dead bury the physically dead. Or in other words, he said, you know what? There's always going to be something that is going to be a, a, a reason why we're going to put God behind and not put him first and not follow him like we should. Amen. And so he was just he's just giving us a principle. Amen. Put God first. God's not saying, you, you know, you can't do none of, thing, none of these things. You can't take care of your family. You can't work a job. You can't do that. He didn't say all that. He's just saying, follow me and I'll take you. If you seek first my kingdom, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you what you're worried about. Amen. What you should eat and what you should drink and what you should wear and what you should have a roof over your head. He goes, you follow me and you put me first and I'll take care of you. Amen. And then we know, of course, the young rich ruler that came and said, Lord, I've kept my, you know, uh, what should I do to inherit eternal life? He, he said, keep the commandments. He said, well, I've kept the commandments from, from my youth. What, what else do I need to do? He said, we know he said, sell all you have and give to the poor and come take up your cross, put your treasure in heaven. You'll put your treasure in heaven. Come and take up your cross and follow me. And he was very sorrowful because he, he had a, many possessions. But you see, we got to put lo- the Lord first. Amen. And, and he said, follow me. I'll take care of you. Follow me. Everything's going to be okay. Amen. He, he told him, take up the cross. And you say, well, wait a minute. I thought Jesus was on the cross. What, what is he talking about? Uh, the cross that we're supposed to take up. And see, the cross was a place of dying out. The cross was a place of sacrifice. So he was saying to us, we need to die out to our old ways and old selves. We need to uh, live daily a place of sacrifice. Amen. And and, uh, that's what our cross is. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Amen. Luke 9.23 said that he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Praise God. And so that's what he's talking about. You know, so following God is not just a verbal thing. Yeah, I follow God. Yeah, I love God. And then I just stand here for like days and days, and you don't see me move. Like, uh, how do we know? Because I just told you I do. Well, I don't see you going anywhere. I don't see you doing something i don't see you saying something about it or you know that gives you give us any more clue than just those verbal things that's why he said when you deny yourself 
and put him first. You take up your cross daily, that, that cross of sacrifice and, and, and going his direction. That's what we, we, we talk about and we understand what following him means. And then Jesus said in John 12, 26, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So you see, part of following God is serving God. And like the old song goes, serving God is beautiful. Serving the King of Kings. Amen. I serve him because I love him. Praise God. And so, so if any man serve me, let him follow me. So following him is serving him. Serving God is being uh, available to him. Amen. Yes, I've got to do other things in my life. I, I've got to sleep sometime and I've got to eat sometime and I got to take care of my family sometime and I got to do this sometime. Amen. But all it's all wrapped up in God being the center of my life and following him where he asked me to go. Amen. Because if you're following God, you're not going to be lost. If you're following God, you're not going to take a wrong turn. If you're following God, you're going to be okay because he's not going to lead you, amen, over the cliff. He's not going to lead you into a ditch. He's not going to lead you into a, a terrible situation. He might lead you into a test or, or a trial, amen, but it's not for your destruction, but it's for your learning and for your growth in him. 1 Peter 2.21, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. So he left us an example. Now he suffered, uh, so that was part of an example. And we know that all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And all of us, maybe sometime in our lives since we've been serving God, we've suffered maybe not physical persecution like we read about in the Bible or in other countries where they're a little bit more hostile to Christians, but we might have suffered some verbal persecution. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've been called a Jesus freak, you know, over the years. Maybe that's not even a hip term anymore. I don't know. They call you something else. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, friends don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burdens down. And I started following him. Praise God. But that's not going to stop me. That's not going to sway me. I'm going to follow him. Because I know that someday I'm going to heaven. Someday, amen, it's going to be worth it all. Someday, amen, all this, this uh, opposition and, and these roadblocks that got get in my way, it's going to be worth plowing through and waiting on him and, and, and believing him to get us out of temptation and situations. Amen. So he left us an example that we should follow his steps. You know, the word Christian is actually mentioned in the Bible uh, a few times. And the Greek word for Christian is Christianos, and it literally just means a follower of Christ. That's what a Christian is. Amen. To be like him. One man wrote, uh, said this, he says, followers of Jesus don't always know where they are going, but they always know who they are with. Amen. 
Because sometimes God, I, I look around like, God, uh, where are we going? Uh, this is not the one where, it's not the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to go through, you know, door number two over here. And then you have me going over door number one. Amen. So followers of Jesus don't always know where they're going, but they always know who they are with. Because he's never leaves me nor forsakes me. He's with me always, even to the end of the world. Praise God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And that word, remember, followers means imitators. It's the same. It's interchangeable. Be imitators of me, followers of me. Amen. And so as long as Paul was following Christ, then we could follow him. Praise God. And so that's the requirement. Praise God. If for, for to, because see, we're following God, right? He said, be followers of God as dear children. Then he may be, got more specific and said that Jesus, Jesus said, follow me. So we're following Jesus, amen, and his example that he left us when he was on earth as a human, amen. But then beside that, God has put people in our lives that we are also following, amen. We're not following them as God. We're following them as they follow Christ, amen. And as long as they're following Christ, and they're a great example, and uh, they're a blessing and an encouragement and an inspiration, I'll follow them. Amen. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12, he said, be an example, because Timothy was a young preacher that was kind of Paul took under his, uh, under his uh, wing and taught him and was training him uh, to be a pastor and a minister. And he told Timothy, he said in 1 Timothy 4.12, be an example to the believers. How? In word, in your word, in your conduct. So not just, yeah, I'm a Christian, but don't just, don't just see what somebody says. See what they do. Amen. Before you follow somebody, see what they do on a consistent basis. Because remember, you're going to be who you follow. You're going to, you're going to, you know, because birds of a feather flock together, amen, and uh, you lie down with the dogs, you're going to, you know, get the same fleas. You're going to jump from one to another. Amen. So, you know, you get near somebody and you come away scratching, you better scratch your head and say, I got to get out of here. That, that's not the person I want to walk with. I don't want to hang with that person. Amen. So he said, be an example to the believers in your words, in your conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Amen. And so, so Timothy followed Paul, and then people followed Timothy, as Timothy followed Paul, or people followed Paul too. Amen. But it, ultimately, it was as they followed Christ, because we're following God, right? That's ultimately the thing. We're following God, we're following Christ, but God has put people in our lives to give us an example as well, a human example. Amen. He, he's, he's put people in our lives that follow him. He's put people in our lives that keep his word. He's put people in our lives that be good examples for us of what a true believer is. Amen. 
And it's a wonderful thing because we need that because these people encourage us. These people help us, help show us the way. Amen. And that's what, that's what a pastor is. That's what the fivefold ministry and evangelists, you know, that's what, uh, you know, people that have been in the church, you know, some that maybe have been in the church a while. You don't have to be in a church a while to be a good example. You, you know, you could be in there for a short time and be a good example. But, you know, God, the Bible talks about pillars in the church. And you know what a pillar does. A pillar, like, like in construction, there are, there's called uh, weight-bearing, you know, uh, reinforcement in walls, right? They could be two-by-fours or, you know, four-by-fours, whatever. But, you know, certain walls, like if you want to have an open concept, you got an old house and you want to come in there and bust this wall out, you can't just do it willy-nilly. You got to check with somebody and make sure that's not a weight-bearing wall because then, you know, the roof can come, come down on you while you're, you know, opening up the, for an open concept. And so those, those weight-bearing w- timbers, uh, they support the weight. They help support the weight. And a pillar in the church is a person, amen, that is an encourager, a person that you can look up to, a person that is an example of the believer. Amen. Follow, you, we follow people as they follow Christ. Hebrews 6.12 said, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So we're going to not be slothful. That means not slack off and and uh, but not but be diligent and follow those them which are people amen that through faith and patience inherit the promises we see their faith we see their patience we see the fruits of it we see the results we see the the consistency in their walk and then we see that they inherit promises and they have answers to prayer and they have uh, things that happen to them that are very good and uh, very encouraging, amen, and these are people that encourage us. We, we follow, so in other words, God has many ways that he has helped us to be able to follow him. Natural, you know, examples in our lives of other people, uh, his word himself. And the last scripture tonight is found in 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not appear what we shall be. We're not sure how, we, how it's all going to work exactly. But we know one thing. We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Because we're a Christian. That's being a follower of Jesus. Our heart's in it. We're, loving, we're following him with our whole heart, mind, strength, and soul. Amen. So we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is when it's all said and done. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.